0: You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Wednesday, March 8th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Parts of Sitka were without power for just over an hour Tuesday afternoon when high winds possibly caused two transmission lines to touch. Electrical Department Generation Manager Cord Christensen says the problem occurred at 2.50 p.m., causing an outage along the Marine Street feeder that serves Catlianne Street, Eliasson Harbor, the 900 block of Halibut Point Road, Moeller Avenue, Cascade Street, Edgecombe Drive, and Georgetown Loop. Christensen says crews visually inspected the equipment and could see no obvious cause for the fault. In the past, birds have touched two wires or dropped something on them. Once we had fried halibut when an eagle dropped a carcass across the wires, he said. Crews re-energized the system at 4.10 p.m., restoring power to the affected neighborhoods. The Alaska Marine Highway System announced significant changes to this year's summer ferry schedule running May 1st through September 30th. The mainliners Columbia and Kennecott will not be sailing at the same time, decreasing ferry service to Prince William Sound and southeast communities. That's because the state doesn't have enough crew to run them, according to a statement from the Alaska Department of Transportation. Sailings across the Gulf of Alaska, from Whittier to southeast on the Kennecott, are postponed until more crew is hired. The Columbia will be the only ferry serving southeast's main run between Juneau and Bellingham, Washington. The Teslina, which serves the northern panhandle, is also offline due to short staffing, and the mainliner Matanuska is out of service due to repairs. For the Ketchikan Bay region, the ferry to Stemena will sail the southeast route along the Alaska Peninsula Aleutian chain to Dutch Harbor once a month from May to September. There are regular scheduled port calls to Homer, Soldovia, Kodiak Island, and Port Lyons. In Prince William Sound, the ferry Aurora will continue a regular route calling on Valdez, Whittier, and Cordova. It will call on Chenega Bay and Tatitlek twice a month. According to the state's announcement, until they hire additional crew to sail the Kennecott Ferry, cross-gulf sailings to Whittier are at a standstill, as well as calls to Prince Rupert, British Columbia, and Yakutat. To see the full Alaska Marine Highway summer ferry schedule, visit dot.alaska.gov. A majority of Sitkins think the rapid increase in tourism last summer made the community a less desirable place to live. Or at least that's the feeling of a majority of respondents of a graduate study conducted in the height of the cruise season last August. As KCAW's Robert Woolsey reports, collecting data on the impact of tourism is a matter of numbers and of perceptions.
1: Priya Gandhi and Samantha Matthews are students at the Pardee Rand Graduate School of Public Policy in Santa Monica, California. They were the project leaders for a social science study last August to understand how Sitkins perceived the dramatic increase in summer visitation and how it affected their sense of well-being. Unlike more casual surveys, this project tried to tease out nuances. For example, Sitkins can appreciate the increase in sales tax revenue derived from visitors but can be frustrated by the increased congestion – And Priya Gandhi says the timing of the survey was a factor.
2: This is kind of a snapshot into how community members were feeling at that very moment in which they engaged with our our efforts. But, you know, there's certainly um, uh, lots of other potential changes, both, you know, in terms of tourism and the visitor industry, in terms of Sitka's planning and, and responses, all that might feed into what... Um, you know, differences in in these numbers could look like one way or the other in the future.
1: The survey results are revealing. 87 percent of respondents reported being impacted by tourism in 2022. 63 percent of respondents felt the uptick in tourism made Sitka a less desirable place to live. Sitka underwent significant short-term planning measures to accommodate the roughly 400,000 cruise visitors last summer, around double the typical number of visitors in any previous year. On the busiest days, the main street downtown was closed to traffic, large toilet trailers were parked in less-than-ideal locations, and cafes and restaurants struggled to meet the out-of-proportion demand. Still, it wasn't all bad. Samantha Matthews says Sitkin spelt the yin and yang of the town's surge in economic activity.
0: A lot of our data show these trade-offs that people are are facing with increased tourism. And so, you know, a lot of folks talked about the, the economic benefits, the tax revenue that the city would receive and things like that. But then, there, you know, there's concerns around you know, equity concerns around the economic benefits of tourism and, you know, where would that tax revenue go? So I think some of our recommendations were really just around making that process transparent um, so that community members are able to be a part of that process and and know, um, kind of know where where the economic benefits of tourism are going and making it so that those um, benefits are more equitably distributed.
1: The full study is called the 2022 Community Assessment on the Increased Impacts of Tourism in Sitka. It's 28 pages long with another 29 pages of appendices. It's the kind of social study where opinions matter and the words of respondents come through as much as the data. One Sitkin wrote, I believe there are economic benefits for our community due to increased tourism, But it's still unclear if that means all residents will feel financial relief, like decreased utility rates, or if only the residents who work in tourism will feel the financial rewards. Gandhi says this type of response can help inform policy as much as hard numbers.
2: Um, It was really our aim to to help create sort of that point-in-time opportunity for the community to share their uh, real-time reflections with us. Um, their insights and uh, their suggestions so that we could then take stock of that and, and sort of aggregate it and share it with different individuals and organizations who might be interested um, in thinking through this you know, potential issue of increased tourism
1: further. The assessment doesn't really say what to do next. It has a raft of suggestions offered by survey respondents on housing density, transportation, the environment, and so on. But this is information for policymakers rather than direction. Gandhi says the rest is up to Sitka.
2: Sitka has such a, a collaborative spirit, and um, we can't emphasize enough just how important and valuable we think that is in the community coming together to address any issue. Um, it might be facing currently or in the future that it feels Um, is affecting sort of individual opportunities to thrive, um, which is really how we are defining well-being.
1: Matthews is considering the tourism assessment as a basis for her doctoral research. Sitka may eventually adapt to the increase in tourism, attitudes could soften toward the industry, or harden. She would like to find out.
0: This could be something that could be very interesting to to repeatedly do each summer and and see how things evolve.
1: Sitka is anticipating possibly an additional 100,000 more cruise visitors in 2023 than in 2022. The first ship scheduled to arrive is the Brilliance of the Seas on April 25th. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey.
0: Priya Gandhi and Samantha Matthews will present their study to the Sitka Planning Commission at its next regular meeting on Wednesday, March 15th. You can find links to both the full assessment and a summary on our website, kcaw.org. Crews in Prince of Wales Island's largest community are working to restore service after a water outage that began Sunday. City officials in Craig issued a boil water notice on Sunday after water pressure plummeted, leaving some residents with dirty water and others with nothing. City officials say crews are working Tuesday to get the system's pressure up and high enough to take bacterial samples. Clear samples could allow the city to lift the notice by March 12th, but as KRBD's Reagan Miller reports, they won't end the problems at Craig's drinking water treatment plant.
3: By Tuesday morning, Craig Public Works crews had one of four so-called treatment trains running normally and were working to bring another back online after Sunday's outage. City Administrator Brian Templin says crews are working to clear clogged filters.
4: The second train that we replaced the media in, uh, they ran the first backwash last night, and are expecting to run the first backwash, the second backwash this morning. And once the second backwash has been run, then they can start producing water and putting it into the system from that train.
3: He says that with two trains working, that'll allow the system's pressure to rise. After that, crews can start collecting water samples to test it for bacteria like E. coli. Templin says that could begin as soon as Wednesday. They'll send those to the State Department of Environmental Conservation.
4: Right now we expect that the, uh, um, when the second treatment train gets uh, fully online uh, today that we will um, get water in the system and get the system up to the pressure by late this afternoon or this evening and that'll put us in a position to take our um, water samples tomorrow and send them off to the lab.
3: Those samples need to come back clean before the boil water notice can end. Craig City officials announced the notice Sunday evening, warning residents to boil their water for at least two minutes before using it for drinking, cooking, or teeth brushing. Templin says the notice was put in place because when water pressure levels drop too far, it allows contaminants in the system. The outage has shuttered tribal offices, schools, the public library, the youth center, and the pharmacy. The DEC requires boil water notices when water pressure drops below 20 pounds per square inch. In a Monday announcement, city officials said results were not expected before the weekend. That means residents will see water returned to their pipes, but they are still expected to have to boil it through at least Sunday. But it could be a while before all four treatment trains are running normally. Two are only partially working, and Templin says they'll need to order new filters to return to full capacity.
4: We're working through a project to order and replace the filter media and those two other treatment trains.
3: Templin says it's unclear when those parts might arrive. City officials released an update Tuesday asking residents to keep conserving water. They're asking residents not to flush their taps until notified by the city that it's safe to do so. They say if too much pressure is put on the system, the levels could drop again and trigger a new boil water notice. Templin says that the plant had been nursing a problem with clogged filters for a few weeks. He says crews had been gearing up to fix the problem when pressure fell. Reporting in Ketchikan, I'm Reagan Miller. I'm Aaron Fulton, and this
0: has been Raven News.